Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Turner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Turner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Turner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Turner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. This Clint Turner, he's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Turner steps out of trouble. Wow. Well, let's bring him in on what could have been a lot different kind of Monday. Luckily, Arkansas wins at 38-27. Welcome, Clint. How are you? Man, I'm, I'm doing well, but i got to be honest, man. I just uh, got me a little workout in. and Man, I tried to I tried to end every workout with a one-mile little jog run thing, a little 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And uh, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I just about died. I, I just about <laughs> lost me on this last one. I'm not going to lie. It hurts. Well, I'm glad you survived. I always do cardio first because that's my least favorite thing in a workout. So I just try to knock that crap out early. It's awful. Yeah, I'm, look, I, I'm with you, man. And, and it, there used to be a day when I actually enjoyed it. I looked forward to it. Now it's one of those where, boy, it's, it's a dread. But i got to get it in because Father Time gets more and more real as we get uh, closer and closer to the long dirt nap, brother. So i gotta, I got to yeah. get some work in. Hey, you got a kid to raise. So you gotta, you got you to gotta stay healthy, my man. So yeah, Arkansas, yeah, ain't that the truth? The motivation yeah. has changed a bit, no doubt. So um, you know, obviously not exactly the way we had hoped it would play out, but the good news is it finished the right way. And I sat up here last week, and not in a cocky way, I just said, you know, Arkansas should be able to beat this team no matter what happens, because of the depth, because of the you know scholarship additions, uh, because of the talent of the offense, and you should be able to outscore them if you have to. And I figured that you know Missouri State would get some of theirs. And then you turn it over three times. You don't force any, and that's the kind of thing that can be an equalizer in a game. And and yet Arkansas still wins the game by ten points. So I'm not discouraged necessarily. Just uh, you, you survive comfortably. What was uh, a bit of an egg lay for Arkansas to me? Yeah, Justin. Look, I, I think when you look at teams that make you know a run of nine or ten games, and and maybe even more if, if they can get lucky along the way. Um, you have you have a game like that. You have a game where you, you got to sneak by somebody, and and you don't play your best ball, and and you end up you end up getting away because you just have better dudes. You know, you you got you got the KJ Jeffersons and the Rocket Sanders, and uh, you know the Drew Sanders and and Bumper Pools, and and then you had a couple of young guys, um, you know, obviously contributing there late on the defensive line. Um, so I mean, you, you just had better dudes, and and it, and it ended up in in a four quarter game. It ended up you know, in your favor and you being able to take advantage of them down the stretch. But um, this is one of those games where, where I'm, I've used that phrase a lot. I use it a lot down here uh, in Houston when they do win a ball game and, and it's like, well, they got they got lucky with one. You know, it's, it's the old don't ignore in, in, um, in victory that you wouldn't in defeat. Um, and, and I think that's the case this week. That, that should be written on the walls in the locker room, uh, you know, at, at – uh, at Fayette right now with Sam Pittman. I mean, there's a lot of things that these guys have to get better at. Um, you, it's, it's easy to sit there and say, well, you know, we turned it over on offense. You know, on defense, we didn't have 
you know, we're down three defensive backs, and Bobby Petrino's on the other side of the field. He's one of the greatest offensive minds in the college game. It's easy to explain it away, but in reality, you just got to play better if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna accomplish your the goals that you set out to accomplish this year. You got to play better. For sure, and there were a lot of positives. I mean, again, they they did you know get a punt return for a touchdown, and, and Rocket had a you know ridiculous day where he's now in the conversation for the Heisman Trophy if Arkansas does pull off one of those magical runs you're talking about. Um, but you know there are obviously some issues on the defensive side, and you know injuries have been a big big talking point for that. How much do you think Slusher will make a difference if he comes back? And you know obviously they're missing Ladarius Bishop too. Maybe he's less impactful if he returns. But how much of a difference do you think Slusher makes? Look, I, I think he makes a big difference. I mean, you're talking about a, a guy that's got some pelts on the wall in terms of experience. Um, you're talking about a, a guy that when he is on the field, um, he, he jumps off the screen as we watch it. I mean, it, and it's not just, you know, being a good tackler and being where you're supposed to be, but uh, he's violent when he arrives. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the different For me, it's the difference of, you know, you, you could put a, a good linebacker in for bumper pool, but he's not going to be bumper pool. Right? Why? Because he flies around the field recklessly. He arrives violently. He tackles well. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a linebacker. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a tight end or a receiver or a running back. He's a good matchup. Um, he can rush the passer. There's just there's so many things. Like, you don't replace those guys. So, I, I think Slusher's one of those guys. I, I think he's a, he's a better player than, than I know I give him credit for. Because every time he's on the field, um, he, he pops. He jumps off the screen. He, he shows up. So, um, I, I think it'll be big for him especially against this offense in, at A&M. Right now, A&M's got some really good, young, talented receivers that, that I think are, are, are going to give Arkansas secondary fits. But, but they, they've got a slot receiver in Anaya Smith, and they've got a running back in A-chain. Those are your two dudes. Those are the two guys that if you can contain them and, and put it in the laps of the quarterback, put it in the laps of Jimbo Fisher having to call a, a creative game, then, then you got a chance. And so – not only is he a really good player that, that flashes no matter who you're playing, this week you got to have a safety that can track a slide. you got to have a safety that can come down and, and erase problems up front if the, if the running game pops. And, and uh, A&M's gonna, definitely going to challenge Arkansas in that respect. So Slusher would be big to have back, Justin. All right, let's uh, talk about play calling a little bit. And Coach Bryles has done a great job, A, helping K.J. develop as a starting quarterback. Also has, uh, you know, look, they've had a – productive offense without a doubt the last couple of years but we do have to talk about what was one of the most head-scratching calls we've seen in the last i don't know how many years since i I mean certainly predating seen a fourth and nine i don't want to i don't want to mention any coaches before sam Pittman. i mean coach nut used to call that draw play a little bit clint on uh fourth and nine i've never seen i've never (laughs) seen a run up the middle on fourth and nine in my life Anyway, Clint, before you comment, let's get Coach Pittman's thoughts. Yeah, if you're going to make it a four-down deal, that's fine. But Coach Pittman's thought on uh, the fourth and nine play from the game. got a couple of comments on that. We ran it on fourth and nine is exactly what happened. He turned around, he handed the ball, and he ran in there for about five. And then the official come up, and he goes, the other way. And Missouri State's team came out, and they started hauling butt down the field. We thought that we that we had them in two or quarters, and uh, we thought we could surprise them and get them in there. And and uh, it was a run to run where basically we can hand it or KJ can run it, and and uh, it didn't work. And that's that's the honest goodness truth. I wish I could tell you that we had a pass on and something happened. That's the truth though, but it didn't work. It certainly didn't. It did not work, uh, and that's unfortunate. 
Clint, what'd you think of the play call? Yeah, what would you like to have seen him do there? It, it was, it was a terrible call. I mean, it, it was, a, it was a terrible call. Flat. I mean, just I, I think Kendall Browse would tell you that. I think, I think in a roundabout way, Sam Pittman told you that right there. Um, I mean, it, it was a terrible play call. It, 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 there's just no excuse for it, and and uh, I think they, they probably overthought the situation um, at that point in time. And and when you, when you got when you got a guy like KJ Jefferson, and, and really, I mean, KJ was stretching the field nicely in terms yeah. of throwing the ball down the field. It was the under the underneath stuff that he was struggling with, and. Um, you know, you 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 call a you call a pass play in that situation, and then at worst case scenario, KJ Jefferson keeps it, scrambles, and go get you a first down. But it, look, it was a terrible call. I mean, every I mean, I watch a, a billion football games a year, and, and the best play callers in America make some bonehead calls sometimes. That was one of them. They overthought that, and uh, I'm sure Kendall Browse, if he talks to the media this week, he, he will he'll tell you it was a badass call. Period. I thought. There might have been. This is the only thing I could give. I was like, maybe there was a miscommunication, and maybe there was a play called, you know, I don't know, Clint. You know, you know all the wild play call names. But I was like, maybe instead of saying hawk, they said eagle, and something got miscommunicated. It was supposed to be a throw to the flatter, you know, maybe to the tight end, and instead they ran the ball up the gut. I was like, something. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because it just was so bizarre a world. You know, look. Here's the deal: is, is uh, you know, no, I, I think it was just a terrible call. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they appreciate you trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But but here here's the deal: is you know, if, if it, what you would like to see in that situation is, you know, KJ Jefferson at some point in his career has to has to, to go. Wait a minute, wait, wait, what are we doing? Here? You know, and whether that's yeah. call a timeout or which I, I don't know that I'd waste a timeout on third and nine, or it's just overrule it, call something else, or you know, I don't know exactly how that needs to be handled because I do that. I do believe that was a call. I do believe it's a call that they could they could go get that. And look, I, I'm one. I'll defend Kendall Browse to the depth now when it when it comes down to the fourth and five calls and, and even like the third and fifteenth where he calls a run because I think he's trying to get in range where he can go for it on fourth down and I think on fourth down if you're within five yards I think there's a you've got a double headed monster that can lay forward for two and a half or three yards. So getting five is not a huge stretch. In fact I'd be willing to bet you I don't know what the average is on on, on KJ Jefferson's career. Um, but if you look at his average I bet it's over five yards per carry. So um I, I'm, I'll defend them, you know, to, to the heels now for, for, you know, most of the time. That is not one of them. <laughs> that is just a, a terrible call. And, and like I said, I think Kendall will tell you that. Clint started with us. Thanks to our friends at Motorsports Authority. Clint, what would you have done in that occasion? You know, call comes in. I mean, what, what do you want your quarterback to do? Well, I mean, you got to throw the football. I mean, you got at that point in time is, is you know, I think we've been, I've been pleasantly surprised with KJ Jefferson's ability to, to, to get through what I refer to as, as progression calls, where he's got, you know, two, three, sometimes even four uh, options, and he just he checks he checks the list. All right, is one there? Nope, it's two there. All right, work across the field, three, four. If it's not there, check it down or run it. I think he's uh, it's a small sample size, but I think he's done that this year better than we've seen him do it in his career. And so, you know, I would have felt comfortable do, doing something along those lines. Guys, look, I mean, I'm not, I'll be honest with you. The Matt Landers kid is, is the one that I think ends up really helping this football team. He's already clearly went over a hundred yards. He had, he had a great game, but I, I'm talking about in trailing Burks types of ways. I mean, he's the guy to me that um, is the 50, 50 guy. He's the matchup problem in the red zone. He's proven to be a guy you can throw the hitch to, and he can make two or three guys miss and go get you 20 instead of five yards. Um, he's the one to me that that if, if if they really put an emphasis on one guy and getting him the ball, Matt Landers could really, really shine. So 
I only say that, Wes, to answer your question of when you got six five out there on third and nine, he's got to be in the progression. You know, I mean, when you got Trey Knox out there uh, at, at what is he six five? Hell, I'm sitting next to him. I know he's six five, six six, and having a having a pretty dang good year. You know, he's got to be in the progression. It, it can't be a it can't be a run. As good as these guys are, it can't be a run. So. I would have dialed up my, my, you know, one of my top three third and ten plus plays and, and rolled the dice. But my question is, if you're the quarterback and this play comes in, you change it and you're like, eh, screw this, we're, we're, we're throwing it here. And then what are the, you know, you do I, me, that, what's not do when you, you, yeah. Well, if I convert it, he claps on the sideline and pats me on the back and we yeah. score a touchdown and kick a field goal. But if I don't, then. Then there's going to be a conversation on the sideline, and I'm probably going to have to bow my neck, my neck a little bit, or or apologize, or, or work my way back into good graces. But but look, that's like the, the third and nine run call is so. If I'm KJ, a lot of times on third and four, third and five, like I said, you don't know. You, you just run with the coach calls because you believe you can go get it. Third and nine is so so far out of left field for me. If I'm KJ, where I know something's up, I realize it immediately, and and I would adjust. Now I don't know if. They're encouraging KJ to do that. I don't know if he has the freedom to do those kind of things. I know when I was at, at, at Arkansas with Nut, after about week three, I had the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. And and so, I mean, I earned that freedom because he knew, hey, I'm not trying to drive my stats up or I'm not, you know, excited to throw the deep ball or, or you know, I don't want to throw it 70% of the time because I'm a quarterback. No, no, he knows that I, I'm doing what I think is best to to uh, to convert third down and ultimately score points and win the ball game. So, I don't know if KJ Jefferson and Ralph had that relationship. I would hope so, um, but yeah, in that moment, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disappointed at all if KJ Jefferson said, "Well, wait a minute, that that can't work." Here's my third down package. I really like this play. I want to get the ball to to, to Landers, or I want to get the ball, um, you know, to Trey Knox, and and then you you dial it up and rock and roll. So hopefully he'll get there it's early in the season. Hopefully one day he'll get there and save the OC. Wes, let me ask you. Wes, Clint, let me ask you about two other uh, games from over the weekend. Uh, Ole Miss goes on the road against the Georgia Tech team that's maybe pretty average, okay, but forty-two-zero. And I was just showing Wes; they held them to fifty-three yards rushing. Uh, Ole Miss is impressive to me so far, not because of their offense, but because of their defense. Yeah, the little bit that I've seen of them, their defense is obviously playing better. I, I know they had a little bit of a quarterback shuffle there, and and look, anytime. Anytime we're talking about uh, Ole Miss and really a Lane Kiffin coach football team, um, you know, give me give me question mark or or uh, doubt offensively at the quarterback position, and you can have the best defense in America. I like my chances. You know, I the, the thing that you don't want to see when when you run into Ole Miss, bro, is, is an offense that. You know, that's got one of these quarterbacks that looks like a shortstop, and he's just slinging this thing all over the park. And, and their goal is to score fifty and, and make you match them. You know, that's a hard beat because if you catch them on a good day, boy, you, it's damn near impossible to beat them. So, um, yeah, that while their defense is looking better so far, um, uh, it, it's obviously really early. Their defense is looking better. When yeah. I look at Ole Miss, I go, man, there's some there's some doubt, there's some problems on the offensive side of the football. They're not the offense that that we have seen from Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss over the last several years. So anytime that's the case, give me that Ole Miss, and I'll roll the dice and and, and win more than I lose. 
Well, I think he's going to have to he's going to have to adjust and win a different way. They're going to have to run the ball, pass just enough, and play great defense, which has not been the way we've seen them try to win in the past. And so, if he was willing to do that, right. not be right. prideful and try to sling him over the yard, I think they got a shot. Um, okay, then the other one. I saw you get in a debate on Twitter with some knucklehead about the Auburn situation. And look, we've had guys that are close to the Auburn program that have poo-pooed the whole story about the bringing the girl in with him and that whole nonsense. But the bottom line is, I don't care about any of that. They're struggling, and he's already on a hot seat. And then they go out and get smoked at home by Penn State, 41-12. Is this the beginning of the end, or can they write the ship, you think? No, I think it's the beginning of the end. Because, look, until they win ballgames and until they overcome adversity, uh, I I think there's things that need to be talked about. I mean, whether it's true or not, Brian Harson was in hot water over over that particular situation. Um, and, And that's dysfunction at its finest. They, they let go of their AD or he bounced, whatever reason. That's, I mean, right before the season started, or hell, maybe it was even in, during the season. That, that is dysfunction at its finest. Hell, an AD, that's a buddy of his. I think it's an AD at a different school. I don't even This guy's got a job at a school as an athletic director. Tweeted, you know, congratulating the guy for getting out of that terrible situation at Auburn. Their quarterback goes out, and I don't know if, if, the, if the charge stood up or not in, in, in terms of a DUI or, or getting caught you know, out and about running the streets uh, shortly before the season started. Or, again, maybe – and I was definitely in, in camp, I think, because he was competing for a starting job. I mean, those are all things that are considered dysfunction when you're a 500 football team. They're, they're all considered dysfunction until you come out and you win football games and you prove everybody, hey, it wasn't dysfunction. It was all just smoke. We were behind the scenes. We were working. We were, we were getting together and we were doing good things. See, here's the proof. We – we're winning ball games in the SEC, so you can say what you want about the dysfunction. It wasn't everybody outside that knows what they're talking about. Because look, we're winning ball games. But when you go out there and that happens in the off season, and you mess the bed and you get absolutely embarrassed, and the product on the field is, is not what it was a year ago, and meanwhile your quarterback that you ran up out of town has the game of his life out in Oregon versus BYU. I mean, those things are going to be talked about. You know, I mean, it, it just. Until until Arkansas rebounded from Body Petrino's neck break, we're gonna talk about the damn neck break. You know, and, until Arkansas rebounds from whatever the hell Chad Morris was doing in there, we're gonna talk about the mess that Chad Morris was. That's just the reality of the game. And so, yeah, look, I don't know what they're gonna do. I, I think at Auburn, I think they end up. They, Harson ends up leaving, but I do think this year before he bounces, I think they go with the young quarterback and become more of a true dual threat, run first, uh, predominantly run football team, and see where that that takes. All right. Very good. Clint, I appreciate you very much. Thanks to Motorsports Authority. We appreciate them. And we will talk to you again on Friday. And uh, we got to talk a little NFL with you when you, you come back. Ready. How about my man, Cooper uh, Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush, yeah. yeah. A little red. Impressive, yeah. Chris Jr. Ginger Nation, baby. Ginger Nation. <laughs> Y'all be good now. Go home. All right, buddy. Thank you.